0: Welcome to the Headache 360 Podcast, a place to listen and learn about the diagnosis and treatment of chronic headache and migraine pain, because information can be the best medicine. Hello and welcome to the Headache 360 Podcast. This is uh, your host, Dr. Adam Lowenstein. And uh, as I'm imagining most of you know by now, uh, I'm a migraine surgeon, I do um, nerve decompression for uh, migraine and chronic headaches, and my goal here is to try and get some information from lots of different um, people who take care of migraine and uh, chronic headache patients, and today we have a very uh, special guest. Um, Dr. Matt O'Neill is a uh, physical therapist. Um, he's from Nebraska and he's got, he got his um, doctorate in physical therapy from Crichton University and I am really really pleased to uh, to have you on on the show Matt um, uh, thanks thanks for being here can you tell us a little bit about yourself
1: yeah absolutely uh, thanks first thanks just for uh, having me on I awesome to be able to talk with other people and uh, other professionals about uh, what we treat and and how we can treat people so um, and make their lives better so it's this is an awesome a- avenue to be able to equip people with the proper information and uh, hopefully with applications so yeah uh, like you said i'm a physical therapist i got my doctorate from creighton university in 2003 and uh, I started practicing right away in Texas. And then about nine months later, I opened my own practice, Alpha Rehab, in Kearney, Nebraska, in the middle of nowhere. And the goal of that was really just to focus on, can we get uh, specialized care uh, to everyone? Uh, so you don't have to go to the big city. You don't have to, uh, for us, Lincoln or Omaha, you don't have to go there to get the qualified and specialized care. And that's really what we set up and what we prided ourselves with. But I uh, my background as I was a student I was actually wanting to be at Ranchos Los Amigos in California and I ended up in this little tiny town of probably a, a thousand people in Nebraska and I met this this amazing therapist uh, Jen Peterson was her name and she had spent pretty much her entire life devoted to treating headaches and I begged and begged and you know went through this process uh, and she actually started to teach me her headache treatment techniques and then I kind of, uh, you know, like I tend to do, modified them as I go along and uh, made them a little bit more efficient, a little faster, and um, tried to put the onus on the person to be a part of the solution. Uh, and so, yeah, so I've, I've treated headaches for a good 14, 15 years now. And out of the ones that come to me, and I'm not saying all headaches in general, but the ones that, that eventually get to me have about 90 95% success rate of uh, eliminating wow, those headaches.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. And where so where do you get your patients from? Are they are they referred by by physicians or they just find you or Yeah, the vast,
1: the vast majority are, uh, are referred from a physician. Some of them will find me, but I don't advertise. I never did advertise for uh, headaches other than, you know, listing it on our website. And the reason for that is because uh, you know, I think that if I listed that I can treat headaches that's all that I would do all day long. And, uh, I like to have diversity in what I do. Um, and so, yeah, we just, I just built relationships with physicians and, uh, and the clients who I got their uh, get rid of their headaches for them. And then that word of mouth is something that, that drove us, uh, in my entire career.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's great. Um, I know I, I've got a lot of patients who have seen physical therapists and, um, you know, and and some of the many physical therapists, and it seems like there's some variation in what different people's uh, approaches are. And certainly the people who get to me are the people who, um, you know, kind of failed everything else. Um, And they're not people who come through you, uh, because especially if you've you've got that kind of um, success rate, which is great. Um, Can you talk a little bit about your, your approach and what you do with headache patients?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then at the end, we'll uh, one of the things that you know we can we can talk about is uh, what therapists not to see, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, all right. You know, because that's you know that's part of what you and I you you, you nailed it on the head. When all, everything else fails, that's when they ended up at you. Yeah, and and that's kind of this what I saw with mine as well. When everything else failed and they wasted all this time and money and energy, then they ended up at me. And uh, I don't want to be people's last resorts. Um, and I don't want you to be the last resort I want the best result uh, possible with people so um, yeah that my my approach is really kind of multifaceted from you know it starts from the moment that they walk in I begin to start to educate and uh, ask them questions so for me what I'm looking for is I'm looking for what are these people's triggers Okay, because I'm not going to be treating uh, hormonal uh, um, imbalances. I'm not going to be treating uh, psychosomatic um, or you know the the things that a counselor or psychologist is going to need to be able to treat. I'm not going to be uh, in, even if they need surgery. I'm not going to be treating those types of things. So the the type of patient that comes to me is somebody that's having you know they might be having cluster headaches, migraines, tension headaches, you know whatever you want to call them. But they're really you know when we come down to it. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll jump to the you know, symptoms here in a second, but I'm looking for their, their, their triggers. So for me, uh, the, let the, me can
0: for, I just I mean, let me just interrupt you for a second? Absolutely. Here because one yeah. of the things that, that is, is, a, is a thing with me are diagnoses, mm-hmm. and you know there, there are. There are providers who divide these patients up into various diagnoses and yep. then you know if you get x diagnosis then you go to y provider or mm-hmm. y therapy and you get z diagnosis you go to q and um yeah, i find that to be more confusing than helpful because i i i treat patients across Basically, almost all of the diagnoses of chronic headache, tension headache, Mm -hmm. occipital neuralgia, uh, cervicogenic headache. This is a big cervicogenic headache. I I hear a lot that you know I have cervicogenic headache, so you know this will or will not help me. And Mm -hmm. I I find that not to be not to be the case. Do you do you treat your patients you know with this paradigm that you're about to explain? Because I interrupted you, and I apologize. Uh, do you treat people differently with different diagnoses, or are you finding that your paradigm is working across different diagnoses?
1: I think that we see so much of the cervical uh, the cervicalgia, the cervical geni- genic headaches because of coding. I think that, that we, as medical providers, are taught new coding techniques, or not techniques, but uh, terminology, and in order to <laughs> get paid, we actually adopt those terminologies, when in reality... Yeah, you and I both know that it'd be great to have a lot more freedom in that.
0: Um, yeah, that's 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 a really, really, really good point. And I, frankly, I didn't, I wasn't sure if you said coding or codeine, codeine, because both <laughs> both of these things are problems. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think the uh, codification of uh, you know, and you need that when you are a diabetic, or you need that in, in different in in different <clears throat> di- in different um, what am I trying to say um pathologies uh sure. and you you do need to have some kind of codification but in headaches i think it it a lot of times it makes things worse rather than better but okay so yeah. uh, that's so let's go back and pretend like i <laughs> i was not a rude uh host and um that tell me more about about uh what you do yeah
1: so the the triggers triggers are really really um important and uh so i like to point them out to people and then give them uh help for that so and we'll you know that's part of what we're trying to do here right is give them a little bit of meat today uh, that they can go home and chew chew on one of the biggest ones that i find with people uh is weather patterns and what they they're like oh i always get headaches before storms or i get this right or they're not even aware of it until i get them to to uh, journal their headaches and what i recommend people to do is to download a weather app that has a barometric pressure change on it uh so you can actually uh look at it. So you, when you get a headache, sure, that's interesting. You, yeah, you open the app and you say, okay, this is what, the, and you write down what that pressure change uh, is. And you keep track of that. And Because what I found interesting in my own life is that I get headaches or uh, pressure changes. I, I recognize that on the back end of storms. And my wife recognizes it on the front end of storms. Hmm. So she knows when one's coming, and I know when one's passed. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: all right, well, you guys should uh, work for the weather <laughs> service.
1: Absolutely. So, but what I always recommend, uh, what I tell people is, drink lots of water because the more water you drink, um, the pressure affects you less. So I always tell people the analogy is that of a water balloon. If you have a little bit of water in there, you can squeeze and manipulate and push it around. Well, your brain, your joints, your muscles, everything is, a, is surrounded and attached to water. So the less water uh, or more dehydrated you are, the more impact it's going to have on you. So if you are properly mm-hmm. hydrated uh, or even on the, on the high side of hydration, it's like a really, really full balloon. That pressure is not going to affect you as much. So that's that's number one. tidbit number one is uh, drink lots of water. Uh, the next one that I go through is like food and alcohol. And uh, food triggers are really interesting. I, I treated this girl a couple times. I could get rid of her headaches. And uh, every time she came back, she was like, yeah, I got, I got another one. And I'm like, God, what's going on? I talked with her. And then it came out. And she was, I don't know, 14. So she you know didn't tell me all the information at the time. Yeah. Her mom was a chocolatier or whatever. She makes chocolate. And every time she'd go home she would try she would try the new chocolate and then she would have a headache from that. It's like, oh wow. okay, well it sucks to be you, but stop eating chocolate. Right. Yeah, um yeah, yeah. and that that fixed that. The alcohol thing... My would, mother
0: was a chocolatier. I'd have a different problem. She wouldn't be able to fit me to the door.
1: <laughs> We'd be back to the diabetes thing, right? Yeah, you right. Know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, all right. Everybody's the, got The their alcohol thing. thing was really interesting. I learned something uh, last week. And uh, specifically with regards to wine. People say, I get headaches from wine. Uh, number one, stop drinking wine out of a box um, or out of a bag <laughs> um, or out of the backwoods from Nebraska, right? You know. Um, but if it is out of a bottle... Uh, what this guy told me, and, and this is one of he, he actually uh, works with me. Uh, Tom Black is his name, and he's uh, one of the leading experts in the world on wine. And uh, he says take an antihistamine before you uh, have that glass of wine. He said a lot of times it's almost like allergic reaction uh, to the wine is what it is. Huh? So uh, Cause I have
0: that problem, so I'll I'll try that.
1: Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and you know just an antihistamine before you uh, uh, drink your wine. Uh, the next thing that I, that I focus on and that i look at is posture with people are they slouching um is there do they have a head forward posture uh how do they look at their phone how do they read what po- position are they in uh when they're sleeping what position are they in when they're watching tv when they're working you know, like those things are so important and we'll get to that here why they're important uh in the the skeletal system here uh from my approach uh, in a second but posture i, I always in cueing people to sit up straight and uh that's one of the hardest things that we can do um based on our our, you know our our culture with these phones that we have sitting in front of us um next one is sleep patterns and that is really broad from the standpoint of what position do you sleep in at night Uh, kids that have headaches uh, teenagers that have headaches and young adults that have headaches a lot of time they have not gotten out of the stomach sleeping um mode and so they're in this their their neck is losing its mobility as they're growing And they're just cranking the heck out of it and that upper cervical uh, region is just getting really compressed so what I do is I recommend everybody to sleep on their side and then I recommend everybody to use a body pillow so you know go to cart target or wherever and get a $10 body pillow Mm. and uh, that way when you're sleeping you know your arm isn't twisted around your your legs aren't collapsing down you're not twisting your spine and if you are seeking that that anterior pressure on your body f- for stomach sleeping, that's what they're doing. They're they're seeking that deep pressure. That body pillow will stop you from fully rolling over onto your stomach, but it'll still give you that pressure. And so that has helped a ton of people with cervical problems. Uh, you know, post rehab for shoulder injuries, everything. I've used one for you know twenty plus years, and yeah, uh, I, I sleep like a baby.
0: Everything you're saying, uh, it it actually makes sense. I mean, it just everything Thanks. from a from a anatomic <laughs> and physiologic, you know, these are these are little things. But you know, the water balloon and the, I mean, I, all, all this it it it's great. It it really makes a lot of sense. Awesome, uh,
1: uh, yeah. And that's you know, I try to give everybody so much practical information that they they understand it, and then they will actually go and do it. Uh, you know, I always tell people that we have an explosion of information. You want to learn about headaches? Google it, right? You will yeah. get so much thinking information out there, and the vast majority of it's wrong. Some of it's, it's so good. Yeah, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> Only a little bit of it's good. Yeah. I, I've got a mug that my staff gave me that, uh, that says, don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, but, you know, there, I mean, there is, there's there is a lot of good information there as well, but it, it it's for the layperson, it's almost impossible to to figure out what's what, right? So. Yeah, I use the uh, the,
1: the uh, I use that one as well, uh, but I, then I use another one, which is the fa If the the fastest way to determine if you're gonna die is to Google your symptoms.
0: <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> so go, yeah. you know, I got a sore throat. Okay. Google it. You yeah. know, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna die.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, so then for me, uh, sleep patterns as well as timing. Uh, so I always tell everybody: wake up at the same time every day. I wake up at 5:30 every day and i've just trained myself to do that i work out in the mornings and i get rolling and so it doesn't matter if i'm on vacation uh if i'm out you know touring or if i'm uh, working i'm working up uh, waking up at the same time every day Mm. and then what i do is i have people count backwards uh by an hour and a half segments because that's a typical uh, sleep pattern and count backwards by hour and a half segments and that'll tell you when you need to go to sleep and if you do that then you will actually be waking up in your most alert state and you're not in your deep you're never going to interrupt uh, yourself in a deep sleep you know if any of us that have kids and you wake them up and they're just completely out of it well it's because they're in a deep sleep now they're just a bear right that is just not a good thing to do so even with raising our kids we have always followed this pattern and my kids wake up great I barely ever have to tell them to wake up in the morning because they're already alert and refreshed at that moment
0: So at any combination of hour and a half segments past the, or previous to when you're waking up is a good time to go to sleep. That's what you're saying. Yeah.
1: And so for me, it's seven and a half hours. You know, I, I, you know, I'm in bed uh, typically eight hours before I need to wake up and uh, I'm asleep uh, seven and a half hours before I need to wake up.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Okay.
1: Um, so, sleep pattern is huge, and I love sleep. Um, it's my favorite thing in the world. Uh, so, uh, tr- so we just got through triggers. That's that's the first thing, is really just kind of analyzing these people's patterns and trying to get to the root cause. And I always make this joke, I you know, it's a really bad Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, impersonation, but, it, you know, it's not a tumor, right? Yeah, it, it's, right. It, I, I try to get through people's minds when they get to me that listen i know your head hurts i know you have pounding i know you have pain i know you have all these things but typically they're not it's not coming from your head it's not a tumor uh your your head isn't going to explode it's caused by something else let's find that cause instead of instead of putting band-aids on this thing Mm -hmm. and um so then that brings us into the next uh, approach which is then your symptoms and that's again this is just me talking to people And i just say describe to me your symptoms and typically they're going to go to one side of their head or the other and they're going to if they're chronic here you know if they're over a long period of time they're going to kind of follow that ram's horn pattern where they're going to start in the back of their neck um where it connects to the head and it's going to kind of wrap up over towards the eye Um, that's the typical pattern that i see
0: classic what i see too absolutely
1: if they have pain in you know the, the right forehead Yes, it can be, you know, it, that's where your symptoms come from, but typically it corresponds with the direct location in the cervical spine right at the, t- they're at the base of the skull there. So that's where I'm like, all right, if that's where you're pointing on your head, I know that's where I need to go on the neck. And so it's really interesting how the symptoms up front in, in your face and your head correspond with your neck. Um, I think it's very very important and the reason
0: now, that- do you see that do you see that globally because w- w- the way yeah. I I treat that a little differently because uh-huh. you've got you know and I think you know you may start getting into some anatomy in a little bit but you've yeah. got your occipital nerves and you've got your superorbital and super trochlear nerves and I find sometimes um, not sometimes I mean I, I find oftentimes that that patients have these um, neuralgias of both sides so yes um, you're you are are you fundamentally treating forehead pain always in the back and doing it successfully? Because that that's really interesting to me.
1: Uh, yes and no, right? So what you what you touched on, uh, I was going to touch on here in a second with you know the super orbital stuff. No, absolutely. There's eye strain. There's uh, muscular tension that may be occurring. You know, chronically, they're squinting too much uh, throughout the day, and therefore. Um, that's where their pain is coming from, right? Mm. Is because it, it, they're causing chronic inflammation in the front of their, uh, in front of their eyes. Uh, so what you had mentioned was, you know, there, there could be multiple, uh, neuralgias that are occurring, multiple, um, causes for this thing. So it might be occipital, but it might be also super orbital. And that is absolutely, that is the case because If people don't have the right prescription or if they are using their bifocal and their computer is actually down too far or up too high or whatever and they're doing these weird positions with their neck during the day then yeah it's gonna be an eye strain thing in which case that super orbital uh, nerve is gonna be inflamed and irritated and so we need to treat that as well but when I've eliminated those causes right when I've eliminated eye strain when I've eliminated those other things then typically, yes, anything pain that's up front um, or throughout the course of that ram's horn uh, can be pulled back to that cervical spine. Yeah, and so for me, uh, the way that I the way that I view headaches. Is and this is going to be a very simplistic way of
0: looking at it. Um, I mean, you can't you can't wrap your all of your experience and doctor it up into like these <laughs> No, that's, that's shocking to me. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And and all people
1: right. want to understand what I was saying, anyways. And I don't know if I'd understand what I was saying. So right, yeah, no, it's um, difficult from a
0: different perspective than ours. But yeah, yes,
1: absolutely. So what I explain to people is again, we're, we're I'm not speaking about every headache globally, right? We're speaking about what kind of what comes to me. Yeah. and but what i explain to people is in your upper three levels of your vertebrae sorry your upper neck your three four five keeps your life right we learned that in, in school you yep. break your break your neck above that level your diaphragm shuts off you are in trouble and so the body has these amazing uh, basically pressure sensors in those upper cervical spine so that it can uh, uh, indicate instantaneously to your brain and to your body that you have pressure there and I think it's a you know protection protection mechanism to not break your neck. Mm. And so what happens is because people's function you know or their postures or whatever. If you think about you know listening to this podcast right now, uh, everybody that's listening to this, just slouch forward and let your head come forward. And you think about your neck in the posi- I'm doing it right now as well. The position yeah, I'm of your neck is in, to. it's compressing your upper cervical spine. Mm-hmm. Well, the vast majority of people sit like this all the time. Right, right. Especially the people with headaches. They sit with it for work they drive that way whatever they're on their phones you know they're whatever they're doing they're doing it like that and so chronically we get this compression that is occurring in that upper cervical spine when that occurs then it stimulates your trigeminal nerve your trigeminal nerve uh is a very special thing from a pt standpoint because it does three amazing things from from the with regards to headaches it increases the tension in your jaw It increases your pain sensitivity and it increases your blood flow on each side of your face. So when people are getting those ram horns on one side of the face or the other, from my experience, typically it's a trigeminal um, nerve is being flared up uh, somewhere along the lines and therefore that's where our symptoms are coming from. And so if I can
0: and just for, for, for everybody the trigeminal nerve is the nerve that provides sensation to your face. Mm-hmm. so in in my practice it's something that that I treat in that's part of the superorbital supertrochlear nerve system um, but you know there's uh, the purpose of this nerve and there's a dedicated ganglia which is a control center for this nerve um, but the purpose of this nerve is is a sensation it's a sensation nerve. Uh, to your face and head. So yeah. anyway, um, please go on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If that's the case, um, then I then I'm approaching this from two different ways from this symptom, right? If they they say, oh my, you know, I got so much tension, uh, pain, and I got pounding, then I'm like, oh sweet, <laughs> now I even know even further what's going on, um, yeah. and I can narrow it down. So I know that I, I, typically I can get rid of the symptoms, the symptoms that are occurring in the head but i also have to get rid of the tension and the um, compression and the irritation of that nerve uh, back on the neck as well so then we jump into actually my hands on people which is a muscular st- uh, standpoint uh, so what i'm looking at is the upper traps right With those those big beefy neck muscles you know at the top of your shoulder that attach into your neck every time some you, somebody raises their shoulders up because of how those muscles are positioned it pulls down on the neck every time you drop your head forward to look at your phone you have to hang on those muscles and when you fatigue muscles out like that with prolonged positioning they only have two options they can tear or they can tighten well outside of a car accident you're not going to tear those muscles so what do they do they just slowly tighten up on you like an anaconda you know squeezing its victim and when that happens day after day after day after day after day that's you start getting chronic inflammation you start getting all these things and those muscles respond faster and faster to tighten faster and faster so um, what do I do I use a a technique called strain counter strain uh, and I know that's a you know if you google it it, that's actually you know you'll probably find you know a little bit of information on it but it's basically can we shut the brain and the body off long enough for the brain to kind of reset and not uh, anticipate pain okay so Uh, somebody could actually potentially do this on themselves this is actually a very simple technique um, that I don't think you need to have a medical degree to do and so uh, but the easiest way and let's just say that you actually have a a spouse that cares about you and my mantra in life is happy wife happy life (laughs) so uh, if my wife has a headache or something's going on I I need to help her with it right or my kids my daughter got uh, bucked off a horse about a month ago out on the ranch and uh-huh. uh you know she was having some neck pain so over the phone i walked her grandmother through how to do this technique and uh-huh. um it's real simple you have somebody laid whoever's having pain they lay down on on the the bed and uh you kind of look at that muscle that's on the side of the, sh- the top of the shoulder there you know the the big you know upper trap muscle and um uh, you're not squeezing it. You're just kind of touching it to saying, yeah, is that kind of sore or stiff or, or tight right in there? And they're like, yeah, it's really tight. So okay. And then you you grab a hold of that person's arm on the same side at the elbow. And you raise their arm up to where kind of, I, I tell people, it's the woe is me pose, right? Your your hand or your forearms kind of cross your, your forehead. It's like, oh, woe is me. Oh, how sad mm, is my right. pain? Yeah. And you hold that for about 30 to 60 seconds. You can't do it on yourself because you're you have to use your muscles so what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep that person relaxed and you hold it for about 30 60 seconds and then you put the arm back down and when you do that and you just kind of wiggle that muscle again it literally melts like butter uh Hmm. within 30 to 60 seconds and so you can get rid of a lot of muscle pain simply by shutting it off and the analogy for that is when you have a computer and and, you know especially you know uh, something that's not a mac uh, because i use Macs of course uh but something you know (laughs) yeah and but it's not working right and so you can smash it with a hammer and get frustrated or you can just shut it off you wait till the crinkling noise gets out at least that's what we used to do when we had the towers you know right the crinkling noise goes away yeah you turn it back on and magically it works again well i can't explain how that actually happens but your brain's the same way most people are in this nasty cycle of pain and tension so at some point maybe they had some pain in their neck and the muscle goes, oh, we need to protect you, so it tightens up. Or fatigue-related, it tightens up, causes pain. Well, then your brain goes, oh, well, we have pain. We better tighten up because something's wrong. And then it's tight, which causes pain, which then, right, and we're in this yeah, nasty it's a cycle.
0: circular thing, right.
1: So if we can get rid of one or both of those, then the and you do that long enough, the brain goes, oh, we don't have any muscle tension. Huh. And it doesn't hurt anymore. I guess there's nothing wrong. I'll just relax now. And it relaxes out and it happens very very rapidly
0: so you're resetting that circular absolutely that pain cycle
1: Yep, yeah. which then brings us back into that that habit and the function if we do that um, but we don't change somebody's function their posture how they're sitting at work how they drive uh, their there's the exercises that they do for strengthening their back if we don't change those things then all we're doing is wasting their time and their money and uh, you know making them dependent upon our treatment techniques so it it all pulls into itself you have to uh, focus on you know what we do as humans as well as how to get rid of the symptoms and so that's what i do with the muscles i do that throughout the neck then skeletal you know with those facets and the facets are just basically where your spine sits on itself that's the easiest way of, of looking at that The interesting part though is that right by those facets, right by those those building blocks um, of the spine, that's where those nerves come out of your neck, right? Uh, For your muscular nerves, your sensory nerves, that's where it all comes out. So if you get a little bit of irritation because you're kind of grinding those joints, your posture is not very good, and you're kind of grinding on that, that's gonna create inflammation in a very small area. Well, that inflammation then can inflame that nerve root And then, which causes muscle tension, right? And we're back into that pattern again. Yeah. So those facets, number one, I focus on posture, big time. Really getting people to to sit up straight, to stand up straight. And you know, we're not in the military; you don't have to be all you know hardcore about that. But you do have to be aware. Um, I was out with a a band um, because I, as part of my job of what I do, is I uh, tour around the world with uh, with rock bands. And I was out with with one band and uh i improved this band member's height by two inches uh, while i was out on tour with him wow and you think about the tension that was <laughs> released from his spine that was great the problem was then he didn't have the stability to maintain that that good posture position so then we mm-hmm. had to balance that with this the proper exercises on his back in order to um, not have him fall back into that that posture pattern um so yeah. So the skeletal thing is I don't do uh, manipulations like a chiropractor might do a manipulation. That is not my bag and that is definitely not my training. And, uh, you know, unless you got a really, really good chiropractor, I wouldn't be having anybody touch my neck in that
0: manner. <laughs> you know, yeah, for me, it's, that, always, it's scary. It makes me very, very nervous. And my general surgery training, I was at a spine center and mm-hmm. I had, unfortunately, I, I there's a lot of great chiropractors out there so this is not a global thing but i have actually seen uh you know paralysis from bad manipulation um yeah. from, from chiropractors and it always makes me very nervous to uh to see somebody's neck manipulated and, and again sometimes it's it's fantastic and you do it by somebody who's got really good training and 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 it's it works very well in the right hands um, but in the wrong hands um it can be uh, an issue
1: yeah absolutely and uh you know and, and we have pts out there oh i went to a weekend course on manipulations oh, gonna, my i can goodness. do it <laughs> i'm like yeah. Gosh, huh, uh, huh, uh, that's yeah. not that's not no. not how we roll man
0: it's like a weekend course in surgery that <laughs> <is> not <laughs> yeah. that is not something you ever want to hear <laughs> absolutely uh okay and so, and, so, yeah. and,
1: so and, and that falls in line with with my approach with with treatment um if you're and, and I have a PT buddy that he's out on the west or the East Coast and the East Coast if you're up in the Boston DC New York area it seems like PT when when you go to a physical therapist you want to feel pain and if you feel pain then you know they did something so they're using grass and they're using all these other techniques which are causing pain and I'm sitting there going man you're insane because that's part of our loop our loop is if you cause pain then that's going to cause more symptoms. Uh, same thing with the manipulation.
0: You have to start the cycle. Exactly. If I if
1: I manipulate your upper cervical spine and I compress that joint, your brain, which is already triggered to it, is going to freak out and it's going to say there's something wrong and it's going to create tension. You know. And so I just try to I, I try to follow this pattern of hey let's get rid of your pain, let's reduce your stress, let's reduce the inflammation, let's get rid of these things, and then we can actually keep them gone. So. Um, which then you know that that's that that nerve uh, compression uh, and the occipital compression uh, that type of thing so all my approaches are elimination of pain elimination of symptoms as we go through the eval
0: got it okay yeah yeah I mean it's very interesting to me because frankly We approach things differently to the same issue, and and I think that what to the people who you see and the people who are having you're having success with have reversible issues Mm -hmm. for all of these things. So you know I I treat the occipital nerves um, that are going through the trapezius muscles, and the people who come to me have either chronic tightness and scarring that just does not get relief or they have non-muscular problems. So if you have the occipital artery that's crossing your yeah. occipital nerve, then you know that's causing inflammation and really ex- nothing besides release uh, of of and division of that artery is going to prevent that that compression at yeah. least in, in my um, in, in my experience, and similarly, um, when you're talking about superorbital, supracler nerves, and even the zygomaticotemporal temporal auricular, temporal nerves, um, the people that I'm I, I operated on a, a, a young man who said, "What? Well, I don't even know what day it is anymore. The day before yesterday," <laughs> and. Um, you know, he, those nerves go through a bony tunnel mm-hmm. in some people. And his tunnel was really long and really tight. And I wow. had to resect the bone around that nerve. Um, and he had chronic 24-7 headaches before that. Um, and, you know, you take that bone away and it releases the nerve. But those are not reversible problems. You can't get uh, to the bone, yeah. you know, you can't release the bone through through manipulation and these re- releasing things. So many people, though, have these muscular issues that are reversible in the right hands with the right treatment. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I mean, I think that it, it's really interesting to me how different people have different approaches. And at the end of the day, kind of like what you said before, and, and it's not a tumor. You know, it's not a tumor in your in your brain. A lot of these headaches are being; they may be centrally centrally mediated, meaning that uh, you feel it centrally in, in your brain, and and there are processes going on in your brain mm-hmm. that cause the pain um, to get worse. But the triggers, the things that are starting these these headaches are actually so often in your head and neck outside of your brain mm-hmm. and accessible yeah so I think what you're doing and what I'm doing is trying to treat the cause um, and the you know stopping these uh, mediators in the brain that then bring on the nausea and the mm-hmm. you know all of these horrific secondary problems
1: yeah absolutely
0: and um
1: yeah it, yeah i i can't agree more that's yeah. you know there, there's things you know i had a gentleman who uh had headaches every day for 20 years and and this was when i was a student and i treated him two times and i got rid of his headaches both times the second time he sat up on the table and his headache's gone he's feeling great he leans over to tie his shoes and he's and he's kind of got a, a belly on him and he sucks mm-hmm. in his breath he goes <gasps> And leans forward, sits back up, lets out his breath, goes, "Amp, I got a headache." <laughs> and I'm like, "Huh? Oh, well, because you just shot pressure into your head, right? You know, you just yeah. did a Valsalva maneuver, and you just changed your blood flow, your your blood pressure. Ah, put your foot up on a stool when you change when you tie your shoe, or lose your belly, which will take a lot longer. And as, as <laughs> right, soon yeah. as he did that, all those headaches went away. After 20 years, that's all it yeah, was yeah. with a little just thing. behavioral. It's just right. behavioral, and." Um, and so that's that's the i think the thing that sets you and i apart is we are actually looking for the cause not a band-aid and right. yes, uh because exactly. you know we want to actually have success we actually care about the people that come through to us and we haven't resigned ourselves to the fact uh, or to the concept that you know and i you know this is my bone to pick with pt but you know you know come in you're like, oh i got headaches yeah well, it'll be three times a week for four weeks well uh my Typically, my first visit is I just do a screen on people. Yeah, it's 45 minutes screen. It's basically my eval. Um, but I'm going to tell them that day what I can do uh, for their headaches, how long it's going to take, and um, or if I can't do anything for them. I've had that as well. Right. Um, yeah. I had a kid come in, and he was diabetic. And when we went through the whole thing, he had zero symptoms, nothing that I was going to change and i was just like you know what after talking with you it's your diabetic medication you need to talk to your doctor and you need, actually need to take your meds right you actually need to manage your health better so that you're not having these blood sugar spikes and drops
0: and right, uh, sure that
1: makes sense and he didn't want to hear that uh the mom didn't want to hear that and but i'm i'm not here to make people happy i'm here to tell them the truth you know yeah. and so for me you know it, it's i go through uh, number of rules the first one is like you and I said uh, find the cause if, uh, not putting a band on things band-aid on things number two is eliminate the symptoms you know can we in, in any sort of conservative manner get rid of symptoms before they have to get to the surgical route um, number three is change our habits and our postures number four is really imp- is really important for me though it's empowering the patient when you have headache pain that thing is you can't get any closer to your thought processes right i mean it's in yeah, your head it's debilitating and so what happens is these people over time they lose hope that anything can actually help them and yeah. so the effectiveness of my treatment actually goes down so i asked them when they walk in i asked them i said all right when you're done today you're yeah you're at an eight out of ten i'm sorry about that you know uh not lack of empathy here but uh what number do you want to be at when you leave and it's amazing how many people, you know, probably 50%, don't tell me zero. Like, if, huh. if I come in and I'm like, what number do you want to leave at today? I'm going to be like, zero. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to be pain-free, <laughs> right? Free. Yeah. But they've given that's up, my goal. Yeah. That's my goal. But they've given up so much hope
0: of right, that. Right, right.
1: They're like, well, man, if I could just be at a four today, I'd be happy. Like, that would make yeah. my day. And typically, they hit the number that they pick, which is really, really interesting. Whether they pick a four or they pick a zero... Huh. They that always, really always hit that and um, but when but I give them the stretches I give them exercise I give them the The ability to take control of their symptoms the second that they leave that that uh, office and um, then when they come back a couple days later I ask them all right your headache is going to come back. Trust me. It's, a, it's it's okay It's going to come back, but I want you to pay attention when why how i want you to tell me every detail about that because that's going to feed me more information to better treat you and um so i really want to empower people and and empower the patient and then we just adjust right they come back and they tell me the information and we adjust what we're doing and we modify you know okay well it is eye strain all right let's focus on the eyes a little bit more and uh, that's a really simple thing to get rid of as well
0: so. Oh, that's great. I, I really like how you're, you know, it's individualization of care, I think is really important and, and kind of lost in, in a lot of today's, um, a lot of today's paradigm. So yeah. I, uh, I really appreciate, uh, I mean, your input is, uh, I think is extraordinarily valuable. And I, I really, um, it's I, I couldn't agree with uh, the, the stuff that you're saying uh, anymore. It's, it's great. Um, we're, we're kind of approaching our general uh, <laughs> length of uh, attention for, for, for people. Let me just quickly ask you, can you tell me a little bit about you've got a new, um, uh, a new project And, uh, you know, just share, share what that's, that's about with the public.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I started a company last year called Zivel, Z-I-V-E-L, and you can check it out at com. And we are a recovery and performance, uh, suite or for a better term, you know, that people understand it's a spa. So we're a recovery and performance spa. And what I found is that people typically, uh, like that lack of hope thing or whatever, they just they got symptoms all the time they got stress all the time and I've always looked through my career for what is that what is something that I could do to eliminate that stress the pain the whatever for long enough and if we can do that uh, then people will typically have a little bit more hope they'll have a little bit more empowerment to actually start eating better to sleeping better to uh, performing better in their day to be better people just in life and so I've always looked for those things. And at Zavell, what we figured out is we found a kind of a combination of uh, modalities that we utilize for that. And so it's outside of the healthcare realm. We're really focusing on the health side of things, and can we affect people's uh, behaviors and uh, the outcomes before they rec- have to come to you or me as as a healthcare provider? And so that's really what we're doing. And you know, to allow people to recover faster from their performances, and you know, doing five Ks, marathons. You know rock stars mm. yeah <laughs> uh, right. that type of thing so yeah check it out at zavel.com and and we can talk about those modalities uh on another podcast
0: yeah we we i i do i would really like to have you uh have you back i know your uh, your experience and expertise and ex- expertise in um flotation and uh um sensory deprivation mm-hmm. there is that is that that yeah. the right way to say it so and i've got i'm i'm seeing not that everybody needs to know this but we're doing this kind of first thing in the morning on 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 one of our uh, clinical days I'm. i'm seeing a a patient in about an hour who uh has has done um sensory deprivation as, as a successful part of uh their headache treatment so we'll, I, i'd like to talk to you about that uh, sometime in the future that would be great but uh, definitely check out uh uh, Zabel and uh, Matt, thank you so, so much. Um, I, I really appreciate uh, your taking the time to help us inform people. And um, I, I hope that everybody gets the chance to to see somebody that treats people and cares about people um, like like you do and thank like I, 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 I try to do as well. So again, thank you very much. My pleasure. And um, uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yep. Thanks, Adam. Uh, you bet hey everybody this is dr lowenstein once again and i have two last things to ask you firstly the thing that you can do for fellow headache sufferers is to please remember to subscribe and to rate our podcast the more ratings and subscriptions that we get the more visibility that we get and um, the more listeners they will be able to find us the more help and information we can provide to the huge population of people who suffer from headache pain secondly Please remember that the treatment of headaches of all types is very individualized. The purpose of this podcast is not to give medical advice, so please use the information here on this podcast and elsewhere that you hear on the internet to broaden your knowledge, but consult with your physician before acting on any information that you hear on podcasts or YouTube or anywhere on the internet. Uh, I, as a physician, don't necessarily endorse the opinions or practices of my guests, and if you have particular questions that you would like to consult with me directly about, please call our Headache Surgery Center. Our number is 805-969-9004, or email us at info at headachesurgery.com, and my staff will set up a consultation to discuss your specific case. Thanks, and best wishes from all of us here at Podcast 360.